The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Fiona, you were telling me this morning in the office that uh, you were putting Charlie to bed at the weekend and he started talking and kind of took you by surprise. Yeah, he has a globe light on his locker and I hadn't spoken to him yet about what was happening over in Ukraine and um, I was putting him to bed on Friday night and he started saying to me, but there's Russia and there's Ukraine and um, the, the people from Russia are going into the people from Ukraine and it's not a good day for the people from Ukraine or it's not a good time and um, you know, I, I was saying it to Fergal as well over the weekend you know, you can't hide what's happening no. you know, from your children um, and I think, you know, I, I wasn't really sure what way to describe it to him or what kind of language to use How to describe him. He, he just turned eight there in January. Um, and especially when he was going to bed at night because, you know, you don't want to give him nightmares but you want to be real about it. So we've decided to bring on um, child psychologist and lecturer in psychology, uh, Dr Mary O'Kane, to just kind of give parents advice because I'm sure there are many parents in that situation who don't really know how to explain it to their young children, do you know? And I mean, you can't hide from it. It's all over the place at the minute, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just hoping that we get some advice from, from Dr O'Kane this morning. Morning. Let's go about that right now. Thanks, Fee. Dr. Mary O'Kane, good morning. Good morning, PJ. I think Fiona's story uh, will have been replicated in many different ways in many different homes over the weekend. Youngsters, inquiring youngsters, asking questions. You don't want to lie to them. You can't hide it from them. So how do we talk to them? Yeah, well, funny, I think you've hit the nail on the head, PJ. Fiona is not alone in this. I have been receiving so many messages, and we think it's all the little ones, but it's not. I had a lady whose 18-year-old son was terrified that he was going to be conscripted into the army in Ireland, and he was genuinely really fearful. So it's all age groups. I think Fiona made a really important point there that we we sometimes think, oh, we'll protect them. They are going to hear about this. And so sometimes as a parent, we think, oh, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to um, hide this. I'll keep this from my children because I, it will frighten them. And I, that's the first thing I would ask parents. Please don't do that because if we don't talk to them and they have heard about this and they will, whether it's on the radio, whether it's from a friend in the schoolyard today, um, if they hear about it and we don't talk, they're trying to process it on their own. Mm. And listening to you this morning, PJ, talking to people, this is hard enough as an adult to process. Very hard. Yeah. With, Exactly. So for a young child, now, having said that, PJ, one of the first things I'd say is for parents to try and limit news exposure that your younger children in particular are getting. Mm -hmm. um, so say you have a four-year-old, they might have heard nothing about this. You know, you don't want to burden them with something if, if it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. However, um, a lot of them will hear, and it is best that we have the conversations. The first thing is to have the conversation when you're calm. So when you're really upset, and I know, say, example, some of the stories that um, people are telling us about their personal experiences, and you're devastated listening to them, that's not the moment to bring up the conversation with your own child. You just need to take time to, to breathe and to calm yourself. And the reason for that is... When the world feels a really scary place, our children look to us for calm. So they need us to be speaking in a, in a calm and um, reassuring way. Mm. Funny, Fiona is talking about a little fella with the globe. Now, that's one thing I recommend sometimes, PJ. You know, when, when somewhere is very far away, and particularly for young children, 
it is important that they know this is not down the road for them. You know, this mm. is far away. But showing them a globe or a map can actually, young children are very concrete. They're very visual. So if they see something, it makes more sense. And if you talk about the Ukraine, it, it doesn't mean an awful lot to a young child. They may not understand what this is. So, you know, in concrete ways can really help. Mm-hmm. We've talked before, you and I, Mary, about you don't, You've you got to protect your children from the worst, but you've also got to not lie to them. And that's a balance. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. Be as honest as you can, PJ, in age-appropriate language. And obviously, at different ages, that would be completely different. But say, say you have a young child, okay? You can say something. The first thing is you always ask them what they know. So you don't rush in giving them lots of information. You actually say, tell me, what have you heard? So you're kind of trying to let them lead the conversation because they may not have heard what you assume they've heard. But then try to be as honest as you can. So something like, you know, you're right, you know, there is a war. For, for little ones, I would actually say this war is far away from Ireland. And I don't mean to um, belittle what people are going through, but l- young children are terrified it will be my family could be you know, impacted. So it's important to tell them it's far away. You're not in danger here, but we are all really worried about the people in the Ukraine. And you'll be honest with them that you are. It. it uh, let them ask questions. But you know, sometimes, PJ, there are no answers. No. You know, and it's okay to say that, to say, you know, I am upset. I don't understand why this is happening. It's difficult for me to explain it. You know, you can tell them something like, um, you know, the leader in Russia in this country wants more land. And he is going into the country beside him. So really simple terms. But if you if they say to you, but why would this person do this? And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's okay to say I honestly can't explain that. You know, it's very complicated, and you know, I don't understand why somebody would put lives at risk. It, you can be as honest as you can mm-hmm. with them. And then again, for older ones, PJ, it'll be much more complex. Do you know what occurred to me, Mary? Too is that so many of our kids, and you know, we didn't grow up this way, but our kids are, and in a way, it's great. Our kids have got friends whose moms and dads are from Ukraine, and they were born here, and they've got oh, yes. and grannies and granddads and aunties and uncles in Ukraine and in Poland. So the, it, it's very, very personal to them. And then they bring oh, it home to PJ, you. Yeah. You know, oh, my, yeah. my friend is and terrified. You know His granny PJ. is in the war. Yes, that's exactly it. And you know what can help? Because, you know, particularly for teenagers, if, if they don't have friends in Ukraine, or, or keep in mind, they may have friends from Russia. You know, and you know, we have to be aware of harmful stereotypes as well. Yes. You know, there are children going to school today who were born in Russia or their families are from Russia. And they don't necessarily support this. So we need to be very careful that our children understand that the children in their class from Ukraine, their children in the class who may be originally from Russia are all just like them. You know, mm-hmm. we are all the same and, and no child is responsible for what 
you know, a leader of a country can do. But funny, PJ, you know, we're always talking about empathy. And, you know, this is a time also to talk to your children about what we can do to help. You you were talking about collections there. You know, it could be donating to a charity. It could be collecting something for the children. It can be lighting a candle in your home, PJ. Mm. But it's, it's so good for them to for themselves to feel there is something I can do to help. Mm-hmm. But it also brings an awareness of how other children in the world are being impacted. Mm-hmm. You know, Children in the Ukraine who a few weeks ago were living their lives just like you. And now this has happened to them. So let's see what we can do to help because that's what we should do. We should, when our friends, when others like us are in trouble, what should we do? We should try and be a helper. Mary, what do you say, lastly, to the three words that no parent wants to hear at bedtime? Daddy, I'm scared. Ah, do you know, PJ, it, it, it's just so hard. I think the most important thing is to say, that's fine. That you're, We talk about validating their emotions and validating emotion and emotion is letting you know this is normal. This is natural. And it's okay to be scared, but what do you do when you're scared? And get them to think about when they're feeling these difficult emotions, what do they do? Do they need to ask for a hug? Do they need to talk about it? Do they need to do their really slow breathing? And um, maybe little you know, books, you know, there's a lovely book for little ones and it's called Lubna and Pebble. And it's about a little girl who is in a refugee camp and she has her special pebble and her special pebble is keeping her safe and in the book she meets a child who needs that pebble even more and she gives it to the other child there's some lovely books i've actually put up information on social media pj but the most important thing to let them know is yes it's okay to be feel scared but talk to me your connection with your child your relationship is the best tool you have to support them at a time like this. Okay, I'm going to leave it there, Mary. Thank you very much, as always. That's Dr. Mary O'Kane, lecturer in psychology and and education. How do we talk our small children through this? Courts 96 FM.